Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches, for going hexing. Hello. 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 <laughs> How are you? How am I? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Yeah. Super chill. Super, um... I don't know. We had a long conversation right before recording and talked about everything and we shit did. and yeah. putting up boundaries and all of that. And we're just going to keep fucking doing that, you know? January was such a long month. And I feel like it was such a, like, a just fucking crazy month. And I'm ready to go into February with, like, my boundaries set, uh, my shields up, my protections on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's crazy because January, it did seem so long, but it went by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We're getting ready. We're getting ready for 2023. I know. We are getting ready for 2023, which what you were saying before is the perfect way to segue into our topic for today. So, Sean, what are we talking about today? So yeah, we are talking about enchanting objects, jewelry, everything. When and what Cordy was mentioning was that I was saying I'm wearing my protections, keeping my protections up. So that is one of the big themes that you will find that pops up in this episode that you have the ability to enchant everyday objects towards your magical workings. Um, and you know, this isn't just like wearing it. This isn't just jewelry. You know, it's clothing, it's um, objects you want to devote to deities, it's objects you want to make wards, things like that. Like anything where you're really incorporating, in my experience, into your craft involves a level of enchantment. And it's something I really enjoy. It's like a, it's kind of a personal thing, you know? Yeah. And I love that you do it because another thing like I've learned from you that I'm like scared to do don't know why I'm scared to do it I'm like why haven't I enchanted anything I can do that yeah I think like you definitely have without knowing enchanted things like using specific items in your practice and dedicating them towards a certain intention um I think you definitely have and it's something that I remember like years ago um my friend who I studied uh, witchcraft with when we were very, very, very young, um, gave me an enchanted necklace. And it's, she like literally had put like an intention into that necklace. She had also put like a physical like sigil on it and she like pressed it into clay on the back of the necklace. So the necklace just had like clay on the back. And I remember I wore that necklace for like years because I, it was like enchanted, especially for me by my friend. Um, so it was really special to me and yeah, I definitely don't think, um, I think if, if we don't discuss these things, then yes, they can be intimidating. If we don't break them down, if we don't simplify them, they can absolutely be intimidating because like, what does it mean to enchant? You don't know just by saying, I'm going to enchant this thing. It's not clear. Right. Um, Which is why we're talking about it today. Right. This is why we have included this in our simple spell series, because we like to take these topics that like aren't necessarily like hello clear and talk about like how they can be approachable to the practitioner and like my way isn't the highway like this is you know something that obviously we have resources to support this where we've seen other practitioners do this um and this is also like some personal thoughts upg but 
this is not just the one way to do things. Like there's so many different ways to approach this. I'm sure all of you have so many different ways that you approach enchanting in your craft. So Courtney, I'm excited for you to start enchanting things. Me too. Cool. Well, let's talk about those resources that we use for this episode. So we have used Charging and Charming Jewelry, the YouTube video by our local Chaotic Witch Aunt. We love Frankie in this house. And Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs by Scott Cunningham. All righty. What is enchanting? To charm or enchant an object is to imbue it with an intention you want it to help you carry forward throughout a spell, for a certain event, or even in your daily life. There is usually some method of magical thinking or manifestation that goes along with this, but enchanting an object is essentially devoting that object to a certain outcome you'd like to attain through metaphysical means. Let's put this into perspective with a common example. The evil eye charm is typically an object, commonly a keychain, light catcher or piece of jewelry shaped as a blue glass eye emblem that is culturally associated with protection and banishing of the evil eye or ill intent from another. Because the evil eye charm is a cultural symbol in many parts of the world, it is usually used without enchantment as a passive form of folk magical protection. But if you like to enchant, say, an evil eye bracelet to protect against a specific person or a particular danger, who's to say you can't add that extra layer? That's making the practice practical for your own life and path. Oh my God. And you got us matching evil eye necklaces. Like, what was it? Uh, Not this past ba- birthday. Was it last birthday? I think so. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Enchantments don't always have to be aligned with protection. Again, you can magically charm an object to assist with any outcome you'd like to achieve. Perhaps you want to pass an important test in your educational journey. If it works for you, you can enchant or charm a favored writing instrument to help you communicate all that you know. Naturally, after having prepared yourself by actually studying. Perhaps you have an important presentation that, if it goes well, you could use toward a possible promotion or to land an important new account or client to bring in more cash flow. We've discussed this before as part of glamour magic, but you can easily enchant your chapstick or lipstick to help you slay the presentation and dominate the conversation. Say you're looking for a new home or to relocate residences. Enchant a skeleton key to help you unlock the doors of your next living space. The possibilities to enchant magical tools or everyday objects is truly endless. Next part, how to enchant. Our local Chaotic Witch Aunt in their video on charming jewelry explains their method of enchanting objects with the three C's, cleanse, charge, and charm. You can choose to do all these steps or none of them. Take what works for you and leave the rest. But we found this to be a very helpful template to follow. First, our Chaotic Witch Aunt Frankie suggests we cleanse the intended enchanted object and clear it of the energies it holds before charging and charming it for a specific intention. This is essentially a reset. And if you've listened to our first video of the year, you already know how important cleansing objects before using them magically is. But this is absolutely and completely up to you. Some practitioners don't like to cleanse objects due to maybe ancestral association or if they are already fixed with a spell. But again, take what works for you and leave the rest at the door. We feel it's important to cleanse objects before use due to the likelihood that they've been passed through many hands in their production or in shops before they make it to us. But again, 
This is all circumstantial. For example, if you received an antique from your beloved grandmother, you may decide not to cleanse it because you can still feel her energy associated with it. Cleansing, in short, can be performed passively, but like putting the objects in a simple bowl of salt or on a selenite plate with smoke, like burning herbs or resin, and passing the object through the smoke, or even the sound like ringing bells, singing songs, or clapping. You can cleanse as you clean, wash, or polish your object. Charging is the second step suggested by Chaotic Wachant in their video, but it's completely optional if you prefer to go straight to the charming. Charging is explained by a Chaotic Wachant as giving the object some juice or a boost of energy. This can be performed by placing intentional crystals or minerals around the object or placing the object in a bed of herbs. These herbs can align with your witchy work, or they can be general amplifying herbs, like cinnamon or dragon's blood. Another very popular method of charging objects with energy is placing them in the moonlight or sunlight. And this can be done with moon water or sun water. Just be sure this won't damage your object. Chaotic Witchon also suggests adding your object to a living plant, like a Rose of Jericho or Resurrection plant, to charge and soak up the energy of the item it's near. So if you'd like a practical example for how we would approach this, if I'm looking to use a silver ring in a spell for luck the day after the full moon, if I want to charge it under the moon to prep it for the ritual, I'll add it to a bowl with salt, cinnamon bark, and maybe some luck drawing ingredients like an oak leaf. But to charge the object, the cinnamon is just fine. I'll then leave the ring in the bowl overnight to charge under the light of the full moon. And finally, charming an object is enchanting it with specific intention. Chaotic Witch Aunt suggests using a bowl of salt and underneath that bowl adding a petition or sigil that illustrates the intention of the practitioner. To the bowl of salt, they would add herbs that match your intent. And finally, the object to be charmed. You can even enchant by adding the object to a bowl of moon, sun, or charmed water with herbs or just water alone. You can bless the object, Call upon your spirits, ancestors, or deities to assist. Anoint the object with oils. Speak the intention into the object or hold your hands over the object and tell what you want it to do. There are many ways to enchant objects, but with the three C's, Chaotic Witch Aunt demonstrates a practical and easy remembered method that ticks a lot of boxes. The salt cleanses, the herb charge, and the intention charms. If you're looking for a more low spoon method of enchanting, you can wrap the item in a piece of paper upon which you've written a petition or place your item next to spell candles you're incorporating into your rituals. Our ritual oils are like the perfect way for enchanting. Yeah, truly. I enchant with those all the time. Like truly all the time. Today, I enchanted my seven knot bracelet that I wear on my uh, left wrist for protection and luck. I enchanted that with our fire breath oil and I've never felt more enchanted. Well, I've never felt more protected, but I've also never felt more enchanted. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. And um, so, yeah, if you like oils, if you like our ritual oils, uh, you know, go into our shop. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, let's run through some enchantments you can utilize in your spell work that are both simple and sweet. Let's start with a popular one, protection. Since protection is a daily concern, at least to us, we'd suggest choosing a piece of jewelry to enchant for this intention that you can wear wherever you go. This piece of jewelry can already have an ascribed meaning, like the evil eye or seven knots bracelet, 
or it can be a basic silver chain with charms or simply a red string, whatever is accessible to you and whatever you gravitate toward. Using Chaotic Witch On's three C's method, you can choose to cleanse and charge your bracelet beforehand. A suggested form of charging for protection would be to place your object in a bed of herbs like cinnamon, cloves, rue, or rosemary under the moonlight and allowing it to soak in the energies. Then when the bracelet is cleansed and charged, if you choose to do that, with the object in its protective bed of herbs, perform an enchantment intonation, spell, ritual, spoken intention, or hover your hands over the bracelet to imbue it with magical purpose, keeping this intention top of mind throughout. And that can look like anything you want it to look like. It's really up to you. Once this item is enchanted, wear it daily and charge it often. You might want to make a special enchantments bowl of salt and herbs and a protection petition or sigil to renew the energies after use. This is a method we have used and it's worked for us well. But leave it at the door if it doesn't work for you, or feel free to change it up and make it your own. We currently sell two protection spell oils in our shop that we would add to the enchantments bowl for protection, shielding, and banishing. Sword and Shield is our basic defensive protection oil intended for daily protections and basic energy shielding spells. Fire Breath is our offensive, fiery protection and banishing oil that is excellent for removing bad energies from your space and kicking hex energy in the ass. Depending on the spell, we'd add one of those to the mix, and either of those would be good to keep in mind if you're in the market for a protection spell oil. So like I said, today and every day, what I essentially do is I have a little silver uh, antique spell bowl. It's a it's a little um, scallop shell, and I love it. Um, but I essentially use that as my my enchantments bowl. I put my sea salt in it. I mix it with um, I think I have it mixed with cinnamon and rosemary um, because those are some of my favorite protection herbs. But use what works for you if you prefer um, rue, if you prefer lavender, if like just whatever works for you that you have found success with protection or that certain intention in the past i add those to the bowl i also straight up to this bowl i'll take my usually my fire breath uh protection oil or maybe i'll take my sword and shield oil oil if i'm feeling a little bit more defensive if i don't have like a specific thing that i'm trying to get out of my space or keep out um i'll put it into that salt and I'll mix it up with the herbs so it's like a little kind of like spicy salt bowl and I'll lay my um in this case bracelets right on top of it um and what I also like to do is just for an added boost I will anoint the phys the actual physical bracelet with the oil and I'll move it through that bracelet kind of like massaging it through and I'll reiterate and reiterate my intention. I'll either do it out loud, I'll do it in my head. Sometimes I'll hold my hands over that bowl and intonate what I want. You know, I'll call my spirits in, I'll call my ancestors in, I'll ask them to assist me. You know, it's really approachable once you get like kind of your own beat down with enchantments, but that's the way I like to enchant things. And it does work astronomically for me. So, yeah. Okay, one, I love that. This makes me want to do it with the um, knot bracelet that Blake made me because mm -hmm. he is our knot king. And that, oh my God, I just, you just inspired me. You inspired Yay. me once again. Yay, love it. With Lupercalia and Valentine's Day coming up, you may wish to enchant an item to help you draw more love into your life. 
enhance the love you already have in your life, or to realize or attain passion in your life. You can easily make a spelt candle out of a chime candle or even a seven-day candle you can buy at the grocery store. Hell, use something you have on hand if you want. At this point, cleanse the candle, especially if you bought it from a big box store or it's been used previously or kicking around your home for a while. Some practitioners will advise not to use a candle that has previously been burned, but we disagree. We're all about sustainability here and feel that if you want to use a previously burnt or thrifted candle in a spell, there's really no one that should be telling you not to if that is what is accessible for you. In our experience, it is important here to thoroughly cleanse that used candle before incorporating it into your spell, or you run the risk of the spell not properly taking due to misdirected energies. Once your candle is cleansed, you can choose to charm it by the moon, sun, or mineral. Now you're ready to dress a candle, which is a great way to incorporate those natural magical energies into the candle. Some great additions would be rose petals, cinnamon, chamomile, lavender, or vanilla bean. Just make sure if you're adding botanicals to a pre-poured candle to move them away from the flame as best you can so they don't catch on fire and overheat the candle, causing it to explode. We have been there. We have done that. <laughs> you can add anointing oils to boost the candle, like our Venus and Furs Ritual Oil for Love and Attraction, our Sally Owens Spell Oil for Personal Power, our Jillian Owens Spell Oil for Self-Love, or our newest love oil, Sugar and Spice, for luring, sweetening, and passion. And Sugar and Spice, she launched already in the shop. So, and it's perfect for Valentine's Day for all your passion rituals. Another enchantment I've done recently is one for finding a new home, which can be viewed as a road opening or luck ritual. On a bed of salt, I added allspice for prosperity, orange peel for good fortune and financial abundance, chamomile for wealth, peace, and opportunities, and an acorn from our oak tree for good luck and to protect our investments. I anointed the bowl with sword and shield to protect us through the process, and I also added a fully cleansed and cleaned skeleton key I enchanted to open the door of possibilities before me and to open the door to my new home. I added two keys to this bowl one for me and one for my goddess, Agate, and brought her into the ritual. Along with the mundane work I'm doing to pursue the process, I'm wearing my enchanted key on a chain with the intention of opening the door to my new home with it, and I'll wear it until I walk through that door. And those are three examples from our own practices to start you on the journey of enchantments. Remember, there is no one way to enchant, and you can pursue this process however you wish, as long as you aren't taking from closed cultures and maintaining respect for others. Happy friggin' witching. Yes! So simple and fun and like so much energy to put into something that is, it's just so cool. Enchanting is like super cool and you don't realize that, like you said, like I probably have done this already and I didn't even oh, know yeah. it. Yeah, and like, I don't know if I like properly communicated that earlier, but like you absolutely have enchanted things in the past. Almost everybody that has performed a spell has enchanted something, whether or not you're enchanting that candle or you're enchanting the oil that you bought or made toward a specific intention to, to boost you along. Or you're like, like I said, creating a piece of jewelry around a thrifted item and you're enchanting that object to like help you carry your intention forward. It's really like just a way to like physically boost our spells, you know, just like candle magic is like a physical conductor of spells and they represent spells, you know, um, it's 
something that I love doing. I love like enchanting what I wear. I love enchanting anything I'm using in my ritual. It's a really great practice for ritual tools. Um, and it, like I said, it, it personalizes what you're using and what you're doing. And it's just really nice to make the practice your own, especially if you're using tools made by other practitioners. Like if you're, make, if you're using our oils to enchant something and you go ahead and like you do a full enchantment on your tools, that's making the tools that we made for you your own. So while they carry intentions from us, while they carry um, herbs and scents that are aligned with specific intentions, you want to like enchant sword and shield for money magic, like you can absolutely do that. It's what works for you. And a lot of the herbs in there are actually associated with money magic. So it works. Boom, boom, baby. Yeah. So happy enchanting. Um, I think you're all going to do great. And I'm going to have a new, new perspective going forward that I want to bring an enchanted object into my spell work going forward to like make it more me. Yeah. And I can't wait to do my first like official enchantment spell. I can't wait for you. I'm so excited. I will be sending you probably videos and photos and all of it. So, you know, progress pictures, live streaming it. (laughs) Always, always we'll do that. Love it. If you love this episode, thank you. You know where to find us. Find us on all the past episodes too, because we hope that you love those too. You know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, Please give us a rating. Ratings totally help people find our podcast and we would love a rating. That would be really, really dope. Um, You know where to find us on the website, lunarleos.com with the shop. We have all the oils. We have other exciting things that are going to be popping onto the shop soon, which is really exciting. So um, sign up onto our email because you'll get the first to know. You'll be the first to know. Uh, Find us on the Instagram. Find us on the TikTok oh um mm, anything else enchant your water oh okay (laughs) Okay. i was gonna say i know we got to drink and eat but that's a good way to say it totally enchant your food and water like toward your intentions you know like if you um know that you need to drink water to be focused enchant it for mental clarity and drink a whole cup of it you're welcome Mm, and now i'm gonna go make my sandwich and enchant it (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Witches, we will see you next week. We love you. Peace out. Bye.